0: What is up everybody? Welcome to episode 115 of the Sims and Go podcast and we've taken out Survivor Boy. We said hit the bricks pal, you are going out and we've replaced him with one of the greatest human beings to ever step foot in New York City. Says Glad everybody ever. in Philadelphia. Get out really? of here. We you love care. him. Why don't people really like you? Oh because you always share the process. Yeah, well it's
1: What's the process program. of what? Of us spending better?
0: seven years trying to... <laughs> <spend> <laughs> the 10-year <ten> <laughs> process. Rick Buecher, uh, Bleacher Report, NBA savant. What's the name of your show again? Which one?
2: Wow. <laughs> Big BJ BJ and, and, and Buecher is my podcast. Yes, which and I, and I thought
0: was an awesome idea when you first told me you were doing it. And yeah. you guys have had awesome guests, so check that Thank out, you. BJ and Buecher. Thank you. Yeah, we
2: just had Kyle Korver on was that? Uh, and you guys were talking shoes, right? Because my man Chris Sims here is wearing Obsessed his LeBron. Lebrons. I wear I right? got
1: Lebron's and Kyrie's. He wears Kyrie's in the game more times than not. I see Corver.
2: Uh, Kyrie has sweet kicks. They are great. They might they be. Are great. They, they may be, have, be. They may
0: have some saved his best. ankle last night. Yeah, no from kidding. Getting really hurt no that. Doubt. I I when you see, uh, we're, we're going to get right into it. I guess. Yeah. Well, well, hold you on. He didn't. the Story about Corver. So right? real
2: quick with Corver. Let's see what Michael going to real quick with corver so he is in philly you right. appreciate yes. this when he first gets to philly he's a second round pick and he originally had a nike merchandise deal Ooh. like he wasn't getting money right and one and one they got oh. into the shoes business for a hot minute they yes. did and they go to him and they say hey we'll give you shoes and we'll pay you 25 000 and he's like wow you're gonna pay me money <laughs> and then he stops and he goes and he looks at and one and the brand and he goes have you guys seen me play? Like, I'm <laughs> not really your demographic. Right. Like, I'm I spot up white shooter. Exactly. <laughs> That's <laughs> but amazing. I'll take it. My yep. dad
0: had a pair of M1s for sure. I did yeah.
1: too. I had one pair. I did, did have Did you pair. used to
0: buy the And One VHS uh, tapes? No, I was I never did. into that. I would I go have... to Finish Line, and I would get my shoes, I'd get a pair of socks, and I would get, like, And One Mixtape Volume 2, like, every time. So if you want to know
2: how Dennis Schroeder, why he has the game that he has, yeah. despite growing up in Braunschweig, Germany, right. as a black Muslim, he watched... He watched uh, and one YouTube tapes. Yeah, right. That's, that's, a, that's where you popular. got to swag. Hot. all over the place. Sizzle, got the professor. Sizzle. Exactly. Oh my God. That's what's exactly. funny
1: about that. This generation watched And One mixtapes. Like my generation, guys that were maybe born closer to 80, yeah. I, I mean, I grew up watching Michael Jordan come fly with me right. or Michael Jordan's Playground. Those were Ooh. the first of its kind where like, right. I can buy a vid- VHS yes. tape of Michael Jordan and watch an hour of highlights. Like, yeah. this is amazing.
0: Yeah, and then you think about the next generation watching Steph, and that's why when I go to the playgrounds near my apartment, no one drives the ball. No, it's unbelievable. shoot it. I'll be behind on the other side, doing shooting.
2: Crossover, behind the back crossover. They're all the going to have great handles. Right. They're
0: all going to have great handles, <laughs> but they're none of them are going to know how to take the ball to the basket. Yeah, The Kemba Walkers are done. All right, Hunt, so – We are doing this after uh, game four. four. Right, Cavs go up three one. When Kyrie gets hurt like that, Mm -hmm. as a basketball fan, Mm -hmm. what
2: happens to you? Like, oh, you you get that chill. Yeah, get the chill through your body, and especially. Especially right now, it would be almost anyone Ugh. with either the Cavs or the Warriors. No doubt, because what we really the
1: Cavs. I feel like because they're, they're not as good as the Warriors. So I was like, oh, sh-. I was like literally like, oh shit, like, There goes going the finals. Yeah,
2: but I just don't want anybody hurt. Yeah, yeah. I want to see these two We've been teams so long without nobody that. suspended, nobody like no caveats. Right. Yeah. Let's see these two teams go at it. And I've said since the beginning of the year, the Cavs are the team to beat, mm. and I still. Because they won, or because they're better than the Warriors, uh, both. Ooh, because okay. well, they're better than the Warriors. Like I don't know if you say they're the best team, but right. when it comes to that matchup, that matchup, they are a tough and one. And the fact that what they've done against the Warriors, like they're not, they're not intimidated by the Warriors. Right. They're not intimidated by KD. Christmas Day told you that. Yes,
1: yes, you're right. You I could. think that
2: they were, uh, uh, like the Warriors were trying so hard to prove something on Christmas Day, right? And the Cavs were just trying to stay in the game, yes. and then the Warriors lost their bleep. Right. And Cavs the got Cavs the are like, going, and came hey, back. And you know what? They can have anybody they want. Right. What gave me pause was Game Three against the Celtics. Yeah. Okay. I never this. thought I would see that LeBron James again.
1: Right. I mean, I just couldn't believe it either.
2: Like I, and even I last we were night, past that. so
1: wait. Just and, and and then let's talk about last night with Game yeah. Four. He was like that in the first quarter and really the first, the, yeah. almost the whole first half. Yeah. yeah. Like are, you've been around the NBA. I'm really interested in this. Is he, you know, for lack of a better phrase, is he just so physically gifted and we're used to dominating that when he doesn't dominate, he goes into a shell. That's what you think he is. So he's I, a little bit of a baby that way, for lack of a better way to put it, that he just goes to shell shock, like what the heck's going on, and he can't pull out of it.
2: Yeah, I I, I still think that there is a vulnerability in his game yes. that when he can't physically overpower you, right. that there's not a fundamental game that he goes to. No. And, and you watched plenty of Jordan. Yeah. Like, there's and no 16-foot sixteen,
1: 16 fadeaway that he can go to and go, he I'm was gonna, cold, that I'll knock this down.
2: He's going to go to certain places on the court, right. and I can make this happen, no doubt. and I can get these shots. And I honestly, I believe a big part of that is is because of who he was playing against and the style of, of game, he couldn't just go to the rim. Right. Like People are amazed at what LeBron does yeah. physically, and a lot of guys do. If Jordan played in this era oh, come on. where you couldn't touch him. Right. There's no Ewing's and Olajuwon's oh and all those people. God, he yeah. would be reverse dunking on people <laughs> like like just left and right. He'd be coming up with like the dunk contest stuff. Yeah. He would be doing that to guys in games. So right. hold on,
0: something just happened and we didn't even mean for it to happen. Yeah we just started comparing lebron to jordan which oh, is to me
2: falls in that category see but it's it, but, no, but
0: it's unbelievable that this happens it's oh. the only discussion that's happening and uh, but, i'm just
2: curious why it always happens but this is the distinction that i make and and i think well it's uh, because it's always that comparison right. of and i it's not so much lebron versus michael i think i think michael what michael's become in this conversation is simply the stalking horse yeah. mm. he's become you don't you don't want to go through the saying, Michael, Larry, Magic, go down the line, right? So Michael just becomes that the baseline, the baseline right. for all of those other guys. That group that I was ready to put LeBron into at this point. I thought he'd evolved into that. I thought people put him in that category. How is he not in that conversation?
1: No, like, he thinks he's like six or seven. That's what he saw us last year.
2: But it's it's like the game three. Yeah. I never saw Magic have a game three like that. I never, saw, I never saw any of the guys that we mentioned in that category, Kobe included, abdicate their responsibility mm. of, my team is struggling. I'm going to go get us back into this. I'm going to force the issue. Right. I'm going to... I'm, I may not get it done. John Wall yeah.
1: goes two for 10. 11, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Right.
2: But he took 11 shots. Right. Like, John Wall never stopped trying to figure it out. Like he may not hit the shots. Yeah. I'm good with that. That happens to everybody. Right. Michael, Magic, all of them have had those games yeah. where they couldn't they couldn't hit the shot, but they never stopped going after it. Yeah, LeBron is coming across half court and swinging it to the other yeah, side and, like, and hoping Kyrie can get it done. No doubt. And I like that was always my issue with him, but I thought we were past that. Yeah. And I didn't think anybody in the league could present a challenge for him where he'd say no, I can't go get this. Right. It's literally. And I saw question. it again in game three and I just went.
0: We've been doing this with LeBron his entire career. Like his first game, I think he passed up a game winning shot and kicked it out. Yeah. And that happened earlier this year against the Celtics with Darren Williams. Well, he passed it out. It almost happened uh in game three, but then they ended up hitting the shot Kyrie did where he passed it to Darren Williams and they kept it. It was the exact same play against the Celtics. And yeah it's it's weird cuz I have that internal Howard Beck in my head that talks about usage rates and like effectiveness and not forcing shots if it's not going and passing it and it's what is the right thing but you're you're talking killer instinct.
2: Yeah and and look there is But uh, I'm not saying that he has to take the shot. Yeah. But but impose your will. will. Like
1: he did last night in the game 4 game like in the second half, he got in the fourth quarter. I saw some moments, like, okay, fast break. We know LeBron's gonna outrun everybody and go dunk everybody, right? That yeah. gets him in his mojo. That's what LeBron, like you were, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. If he can't physically just beat you with his physicality down the floor, what does he do? What's mm-hmm. his go-to move? There was a few times, like, early in the fourth, though, he posted, like, yes. Bradley up and made some moves, and I was yeah. like, damn, where yeah. is that all the yes. time? Jalen yes. Brown like, you're, yes. you're trying to take over right now. Do yes. that. when like, yes. Don't go through that whole game. And that to me, I just want to go like, what happened all of a sudden?
0: Especially Mr. Focus, Mr. Zero Dark Thirty, Mr. I don't pay okay, attention but, to anything. But else. I just want to throw one more thing into yeah. this
1: conversation. You know, I'm I'm so on the LeBron brand wagon, so I'm a little brainwashed. Ooh, the bandwagon <laughs> and, and the brand. Their brandwagon. All of close. I I also think there's a part of us that holds him to a different like. Uh, a hold, holds him to a different standard than almost anybody I've ever seen, right? I mean, I've never seen a guy score 24 points in the second half of a game last night, and nobody really talks no, about ev- it. No, and, mean, expe- and every four 5, and 6, he didn't play that well. Yeah. Which is, like, the only guy in the history of the planet I've ever heard that. Like, yeah. he scored 34 fucking points yes. in game four. Since they're
0: talking about they're questioning him. The main topic on I, National I, Talk Radio I know. today is, yeah. is it Kyrie's team?
1: Right, so this this is what drives me crazy. It was the greatest run we've ever seen through yeah. the first 10 games of the playoffs. Yeah and all your so that drives me crazy i just want to hear this and then also like i think we've lost and i want to hear what you think about this like perspective a little bit like to me i can remember games Watching Michael Jordan in game five of a series, and Mm -hmm. Scottie Pippen scored more points than he Mm -hmm. did, and he was Mm -hmm. 10 for 31. Mm -hmm. Like, I think we forgot that, like, Jordan's had some moments. Sure. And Kobe had moments. Sure. And where, you know, Kobe, like, you take out the Celtics series or losing to the Pistons 4 1 in the prime of Shaq's career. I I just feel like LeBron's is more magnifying than ever any of theirs were to a degree in my eyes. I I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong.
0: I'll do my theory after Bucher.
1: You know,
2: the, the. it's the passivity. like I hold it against yeah. Kobe
1: that he won three championships, being the second best guy on his team. Yeah, does yeah. that not hold weight to other people? Like to me, it's not like if Mike if 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 LeBron got to play with Shaq for three seasons in Shaq's prime, he'd have three more championships. That's why the rings com- conversation drives me crazy at times because we're gonna give Kobe like Charles Barkley this whole week. Kobe's got five. LeBron's got three. When did LeBron? Well, okay, but. Kobe was the second best player on his team for three of those championships. That's right. not fair. LeBron was always the guy.
2: LeBron would, but. but so it, that's it a is, lot of shit. I'm sorry. No, but, well, LeBron is just, he's a different animal. Yeah. Scoring's I, not his see, natural strength. Yes. And I wouldn't, like, I don't, I would say you put Kyrie with Shaq. Right. And he might get those three championships. Gotcha. Because he's that closer. Right. And it was a good fit with Shaq. Right. Right. I don't know if LeBron and Shaq, while as amazing as that sounds, I'd still, like, Derek Fisher's probably ending up taking the big shots at the end of I the game. I get that. You're right. Right. And it's 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 the passivity at times yeah. when we look at LeBron physically and we look at, as you said, like, the fundamentals. There's some moves that he has now. He showed them again
1: last night. Like, this right? whole playoffs. He's been great with his back to the basket, posting people up, nice little moves underneath, and yeah. then he disappeared for a yeah. game and a half.
2: And the distinction that I see is when Kobe or Michael or Magic or Larry would come down the court and they'd size up who was on them and the, how the defense was set, they would just look at, am I going to plan A, plan B, or plan C? Right. But it was, they were at the heart of it. They were the director right. of that. Right. There are, I, I look at Le, LeBron's not only the best player, he's often the biggest player mm. on the court. It's now, unbelievable. Right. His body. He should be able to do whatever the hell he wants and that was the distinction we made between michael and magic and larry yeah like larry and 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 magic would have to figure out what where can i go to exploit yeah right michael would say i'm going to exploit give me it here and i'm gonna exploit you're right like like he didn't have to choose the matchup he didn't have to he was just like this is i'm I'm going to take Dan Marley out of the game for the first quarter. That's right. what I just choose to do. Right. I'm going to take the two guard out, yeah. or I am going to, I'm going to keep going to the cup until I get the bigs in foul trouble or everybody's sinking, and now I'm open up shot. That's what I've decided I'm going to do. LeBron has the physical physical capability of doing that and more, right? And he doesn't always. Yeah. and that's the that's the part of him that, that drives I can't crazy. reconcile. With the other greats and put him right next to them because there are, are aspects about him. All those that love him and say there's aspects that he has that none of these guys had, I agree with you. Yeah. But then there's this one little mental flaw uh-huh. that undercuts all those advantages. Uh, the gotcha.
0: other thing I'll add is the psychology of why we're hard on him. I think it's because of how we were introduced to him. Mm. When you think of Jordan and the th- and the NBA draft, He was behind Sam Bowie and Hakeem Olajuwon. Sure. There were people that didn't think he was going to be the guy. Then he came into the NBA, and he had to beat out. We had to watch Magic and Larry and his back deteriorate, and then it was still the young guy coming up. He was the the hope. Detroit Pistons. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant was the 13th pick. I never saw a a lower Marion high school game broadcast on TV. Mm -hmm. I didn't. And he was the son of an NBA player, much like Steph Curry, where there's this nostalgia where we talk about his dad for the first two or three years of his career. LeBron was on a throne in a crown called the King at the age of 18. Right. From, and he was the first pick and in the draft. Is that his fault? I no, mean, no, but right. I'm I'm just explaining <laughs> why yeah, we're harder on him. Right. We're always harder on the first pick in the draft. Right. We dragged Jared Goff through the mud, right. but Carson Wentz, he's got to work on his mechanics. Yeah. But he'll be fine. You're right. So Peyton Manning, we even dragged him through dragged the, him mud, through in the early mud in early his career. So I look at LeBron and go, the way we were introduced to him is there's never been a, that was impressive. It's always been, well, that's what he should do. Right. All the other guys yep. were the young guys yep. that exceeded expectations. I think you
2: make a great point and that you. all of those guys came <laughs> in and they were downgraded at the start at the start we found fault with them at the start right and then they evolved and they basically proved to us yes no you're wrong they they elevated yeah. themselves.
0: That's why Steph Curry LeBron is LeBron
2: started here. Yes. He almost had nowhere to go, right? But down. Yes, yeah. it's my and potential s- theory.
0: Yeah, I talk about it all the time when you come into the league before you play. Right now, Ben Simmons could be a Hall of Famer. We can make that argument. Mm-hmm. As soon as he steps on the court, mm-hmm. his argument lessens. Mm-hmm. Even if he puts up forty ten and ten, mm-hmm. why didn't he put up forty five? He missed that one shot. Mm-hmm. You're missing shots. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- I think it's just I think it's fascinating to look at him because LeBron. Will be rem- like Jordan also has gotten better since he retired. That's what i was because saying. Because we don't see him, we forget. Yeah. We we never hear from Jordan. He never makes comments on political affairs. Yeah. He's the opposite of Barkley. We well, don't know his thoughts on yes. pop culture. And every every year, he never
1: missed a game-winning shot at this point anymore. Every year, <laughs> everyone one, <laughs> yes. everyone. And
0: every year, there are thousands of kids who get in line at a sneaker store and go on their computer and see one logo. Jordan. Dude, I'm going through
1: this right now. That's why I brought up Michael Jordan's playground. And like, my little boy is at this age where I went on Apple TV and he was in there looking for Michael Jordan videos the other day. And I was like, you know, daddy had this when I was younger. And he sits there and watches it. And as I watch it, I go, okay, LeBron is my favorite player maybe of all time, but he's not as good as that guy I'm watching right now because Michael Jordan is unreal. I mean, when you roll back and watch it. But I do think we forget, like, two things with Michael Jordan. Like, people act like it was just Michael by himself. I mean, Mm -hmm. Dennis Rodman and Horace Grant were the best power forwards of that generation, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, at least in the conversation. I mean, Horace Grant was good. He was a
2: good third. He was a good third option.
1: I think what most people, like, Lefko's age or just a little younger than me, like, they're 30 or younger don't realize how great Scottie Pippen was yes I have that's a very where,
0: hard time to be honest I have a very hard time figuring out how good Scottie well, Pippen tell me was because my right whole life people have said oh he was number two see that's what's so but sh- then I watch the Patrick Ewing dunk and then I like see his body type and I see that season when Jordan wasn't the there two seasons. And, and the stats he put up
2: I had somebody call my radio show who but that's said, where I want to go, go LeBron with. James is like a Scotty Pippen on steroids He's more Scottie Pippen than he is like Michael a Michael Jordan, Jordan no for doubt sure. about it. For sure, yes. for sure. But and you also have to look at the first three championships and the second three championships. Right. When Michael got to the second three, Scottie Pippen was playmaker. Scottie Pippen was the primary defender. Yes. Like he did a lot of the the, the dirty work, mm. so that Michael could preserve himself right. for the fourth quarter. Right. It was no longer. I mean, when I talk about, he would decide which part of the game he was going to dominate. Yeah. That was the first three championships. Mm. Right. When it was the second three, it was it how do sport. I a little bit like what LeBron is doing now? Yeah. Right. I just need to win championships yeah. now. How right. do I manage that? Yeah.
1: Mm. I, I just I think a lot of the younger generation doesn't realize that like when Michael went to baseball those two years, Scottie Pippen was considered. I mean, a lot of people thought he might have been the best player in the NBA. That's you know he was yeah. definitely in the top five at that point. I think in that they conversation, s-
2: yeah. And that team still went to the second round, yeah. from, right. of the playoffs, right? Um, Against the Knicks, and yeah.
1: they let Ku coach shoot the one game winning shot. Scotty got pissed off at
2: Phil. I'm yep.
0: sure you know this. Buker is kind of like a big deal with the Golden State Warriors. You've been the sideline reporter. Are you still doing that? Um, right? No, no, no. I did right, that so for two years. So you did that for two but years. I was
2: a beat. I started out as a beat, and my my career in the NBA started out as a beat writer on the Golden state warriors right so
0: you covered you cover like run tmc and all that no, stuff? no no
2: no. i was a little past that um i started with the year they tanked to get chris weber ah so that's and, awesome so and, and that's why
0: you held hold all this bad will to the sixers because you had to cover a tanking team for a season
2: <laughs> no actually actually it was it was revelatory because uh don nelson refused to admit that they were tanking oh and when that was the year where they were beating the Clippers by like 25, <laughs> and Tim Hardaway, they shut Tim Hardaway down in the fourth quarter, and they ended up losing by like three or something. Man. And we went in to talk to Tim afterward and said, so how, how, he couldn't remember which knee was supposed to be hurt. That's amazing. So, um, and, <laughs> and but I, that, that, <laughs> I, it was such a great introduction coming into the league because uh, Don Nelson was tanking, but he was tanking to get Sean Bradley. Oh, and everybody else in the organization when they couldn't get Bradley, your Philadelphia we 76ers were not going to let him go. They had the third pick, uh Orlando had the first pick. Okay, There was Penny Hardaway, uh Penny Hardaway, Sean Bradley and Chris Webber. Right. And <laughs> they needed a big. They had they had the they had the smalls. Yeah. They needed a big. And so he couldn't get Bradley. Bradley was going at 2. There was no way – they couldn't get Orlando to draft Bradley because they had Shaq, and they were like, well, if something happens to the deal, we're stuck with Bradley and Shaq. We're not doing that. Weber, we could still play power forward next to Shaq. Right. So deal came down to draft day, and they mortgaged the future of the the franchise for Weber, a guy that Nelly never wanted. Jeez. Like – Everybody else in the organization consi- con- convinced him. Look, you don't. You're not going to get Bradley. Right. We need a big. We're on the cusp of doing something. You got it. We got to take Weber. So he took him, and he almost like wanted to yeah, screw make the him kid not over good. from right. the very. So it's very always start. like that. Yeah, it's like yeah.
1: that in the NFL. The co- coach doesn't sign off on the drafting. It's like they go out of their way to make sure you don't succeed. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So that
2: really, that's what happened. That was my introduction to covering the NBA. Yeah, it was the that politics, whole thing right. and and Nelly. Looked at me, I like they had all the veteran beat writers, and you're this young Cali. I was kid. this young coming out of well, nowhere, Cincinnati, uh, you all to- that, all that. So, <laughs> I, I, uh, what were you covering before the NBA? I, well, I, had co- I was first hired to cover the 49ers, so I covered them for like two years and then kind of made a transition. I covered college sports and a bunch of other things, and then the NBA thing opened up. You got any good, good sure. NFL reporter stories? I want to I go back to the back. Well, were you covering, the- like,
0: Jerry and, like...
2: Yep, yep. I, ca- I covered the end of their run. I covered one Super Bowl. I covered wow. the Denver Super Bowl, 55. the blowout. Yeah, 55-10. And then when uh, Montana got hurt in the NFC championship. championship game. Right, Leonard Marshall. And then went to Tampa Bay and... Watched the Giants beat the Bills. Watched the Giants beat the Bills. Uh, Whitney Houston singing the national anthem. Which was amazing. And I knew it was that was time for me... To get out of the NFL, why? Because I was there. It that was day. prestigious, right? It was, um, but I I didn't have a passion to follow it all. The time. To follow it, right? It was it was work right. to follow it, and right. the NBA and like all the work that I had to do in following games, it was it wasn't work. Yeah, I like you. I could I could go watch five summer league games and Enjoy. be fascinated by what I was seeing. Now. You know, I, things have evolved now, where I do enjoy talking about the NFL and like everything else. But yeah. at that time, it was like I, I didn't think I could be. You're trying an to authority carve a on for everything, right. I yeah. thought I could be in a foremost authority on the NBA. What was Bill Walsh like in press conferences? Um. So my, fa- that, Bill Walsh was. He wasn't. You know what he was? He was prof- professorial, mm. and. He was like, he knew who he was and he knew what he knew, but he almost approached it from, he wasn't Greg Popovich. He was more like, let me teach you about this. Yes, Um, He was like a
1: prophet. You're right.
2: My favorite, my favorite moment was I was walking out the back door with Joe Montana one day and I forget what I I wanted to talk to him about. And We're walking out the back door and as we're about to go out the door, I don't know, I, I hope this doesn't. Uh, ruin my because Joe still lives in the Bay Area <laughs> but we're walking out the back door and, and we're about to walk out and somebody yells hey Joe Bill wants to talk to you and he goes fuck Bill and <laughs> I love it <laughs> and when we walk out the door and we walk out the door that's my, one of my Favorite little moments of that's awesome.
0: Right? We've oh. talked about this so many times. People don't realize Bill was trying to get rid of Joe towards the end, trying to get Steve Young in. We saw that with his. We see that with quarterbacks all the time.
2: And and but that no, was, people forget that too, though. And, and that was Joe' the ruthlessness, never, right? And the genius of Bill Walsh. Yeah, yeah. it's like Bill he, a little because most guys. That's that's what, how, always my thing against coaches and GMs. Is you can't separate the two. Right. Mm-hmm. Like a coach, you become personally invested mm-hmm. with the guys in your locker room, as you should. Right. I think a good coach. I don't have a problem with that. As a GM, it has to be assets, soulless, heartless, and all of that. Right, and Bill had the capability of doing yeah. both. That's what made him special. Same with Belichick. It's the same thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. see, even the people yeah. in New England, yeah.
1: they'll text me at times, like making fun of Bill, like our soulless or heartless leader. Is, yeah. He has no problem making this decision or whatever. Yeah. He does, the You have to be part.
0: otherwise. You you know you you give your son a too big of a role on your basketball team.
1: Is Boston better without yeah. Isaiah Thomas? And then I just want – we're going to get you on again during the finals. Yeah. But I just want your preview because do you think you the think Cavs can beat Golden State? I want Isaiah Thomas. Is they better with them or without them? And then the preview.
2: The uh, – are they better? It's weird. Yeah, against, against the Cavs, I think they actually are. Yeah, right. Because you have to be able to switch everything defensively. And He was getting as, abused. And especially with LeBron. Right. See, the, I would have, uh, one of the tricks of the trade that I've seen is when somebody has a player as dominant as LeBron, you would have Isaiah Thomas guard LeBron because you're going to have to double him anyway. Uh-huh. What happens is when you put Isaiah on somebody else and you have LeBron, now you're trying to basically help on two people. So Ooh. simplify it. We're going to have to help on LeBron anyway, so just put our so just put our there. weakest guy on him, yeah. so it simplifies it, and we and and now we're not trying to like oh Isaiah's over here if if Kyrie attacks him we got to go help, LeBron's got the ball over here we got to go help now really? your now your other three guys four guys are always compromised looking in two different directions, um, I've really been impressed with Marcus Smart. Uh, Like I always thought he – I mean, I can't believe what he did in game three because it wasn't just that he attacked, that he made seven out of ten threes. The balance of him attacking and getting other guys involved and finding Al Horford, like to have the presence of mind to do that when you haven't started since mid-March. And this has really been a team operating for somebody else. Jarebko, Marcus Smart, Avery Bradley. Basically what they did is they put – they put five dogs out on the court. Al Horford was the least aggressive, like, junkyard dog-type guy out there. And, right. and him against Kevin Love, he should win that junkyard yeah, dog right. battle. Right. But that, to me, is what may, has made this suddenly competitive yeah. is because those guys were not afraid. Right. And I don't know – this is the distinction is – I don't know if Isaiah Thomas would have been a little bit different if he hadn't been hurt. Yeah, yeah. Like right. could he have been a little bit of a different player? Hmm. But the fact of the matter is like he just looked at it, and he's, playoff he's basketball is gonna be an issue for him. And that's always been that's always going to be it. And yeah. Brian Scalabrini uh well, I heard him the other day and he's I don't know if he's a Celtics homer, but he bleeds green. Yeah. Right. And somebody asked him, Could Isaiah Thomas be part of a big three? And he said, I think he could be part of a big four. Yeah, right. Which tells you everything you need to know. Exactly right. He can't be, like, he can't even be one of three at the core of a championship team. He'd have to be one of four. And those other three have to be at least, like, you know, one, three, and four, or one, two, and four, or or maybe one, two, and three. Mm -hmm.
0: On the finals discussion, uh, Sims hates the Warriors. Mm -hmm. A lot of people hate the Warriors. Mm -hmm. I okay. that
2: ha- and that's is that all Kevin Durant
1: that did put me over the edge with it. Yeah, he I also hate Draymond. Didn't, I didn't like I'm but it's all I think it's all of it. I mean, first of all, I'm like you know, I'm the I'm Johnny Michael Jordan Bulls fan. I grew yeah. up in that era, so I did yeah. never want to hear that team's better than that Bulls team. Like, you're fucking crazy. No yeah. way. Well, and
2: it's like this run, this run isn't the best of all time. No, I, it's amazing, it's and close. I like it. Uh, I don't oh, you know. Oh, there's oh. a lot of
1: things I think that just gave me, you know, yeah. they beat LeBron the first time around. Uh, yeah, I just think they've got you know Draymond's actions annoyed me a little bit, and, and I think what really got, set me off last year is like Clay Thompson walking off the court a little early, and Seth Curry throwing the mouthpiece. I was like, damn, if LeBron did that, they'd be we'd still be talking about it right yeah, now. Yeah. So that's where I get angry, and then Kevin Durant, yes, who is a Texas
2: Longhorn and I root for. Yeah. But that yeah, it pissed me off that he went there. It's uh, here's when it comes to the finals. Yeah. Um, it, it's all about Kevin Durant's defense in my mind.
1: Mm. Which has been real impressive as of late.
2: At times, it has been. Yeah. My question is, if they go to their lineup where you have Draymond Green and Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. Kevin, uh, I'm not, he's not guarding LeBron. Right. Right. So now he's on Tristan Thompson. Right. Can he stop Tristan Thompson from being an offensive rebounding beast?
0: That's I funny. have not seen anyone do it, so I'm going to say no. Yeah. I've like, not seen anyone stop yeah. him
2: from getting yeah. offensive boards. So, I mean, other than otherwise... You're playing, you know, David West. JaVal McGee could yeah. be the X factor.
1: Yeah, I, he's the guy that actually scares me for Cleveland. He's so underrated, man, and man for his whole career.
2: I think he's play. I think the reason they played him so much at the end of this last series Just was to get him get ready. ready for the finals, that right. he's going to play a lot. Because that's where, if you put – maybe you can put KD – on LeBron at times if you have the shot blocker at the rim. Yeah, right. Where now LeBron's thinking about, I'm not going to back you down. Right. Now I, I'm going to face you up. Yeah. And that that could be – So, uh, but the bottom line is, do I think the Cavs can – can the Cavs still win the series? Yes, I believe they can because I, I don't know if KD is a champion, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. Mm-hmm. There's too many questionable shots he takes – there's too many times he turns the ball over in big situations, and there's times where I don't know if he can, he will expend the necessary energy defensively. At times where it's like, hey, you know what, Clay has it going on. Right. I don't need to score right now. I need to help on defense. And he and he disappointed me uh, a couple games against San uh, against San Antonio at the beginning when they when they fell behind in right. Game One. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Kawhi was. He yeah. is, he was either guarding LaMarcus or he was guarding Kawhi. Yeah. Those were the two guys who went going off. Right. And there were times you watched, a shot went up, and he's standing in no man's land. He's standing in the middle of the paint. He's not putting a body on somebody. He's not going to get the ball. He's just watching. He's standing there waiting the ball for the ball to come to him. And I'm thinking, you cannot play that way. Yeah. yeah. Not, Not with – Andrew Bogut gone, not with that, not when JaVale McGee's not on the floor. Yeah. Like, you have – He ha, if you're going to be on a championship team, every guy – even Steph, when he gets beat, he doesn't stay beat. Yeah. Like, he's still trying to get back into the play. or he's pressuring whoop. from behind. You can't – when I see a guy just standing there, a, a, a guy as important as KD, mm-hmm. I'm like, that's a habit that yeah. – it shouldn't be there anymore. I remember right?
0: a story from last year's finals was who does Kevin Love guard, and I still don't know what the answer to that question is with yeah. the Warriors. Because yeah. when the Warriors put all those shooters on the floor, yes. what is Kevin Love doing? Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah,
2: yeah, no, no, no. It's it's a fair. There are matchups that go both ways that yeah. create question marks, and that's the other part though too is like Teron Liu has answered all those questions with this group. Yeah, I mean, Mike Brown hasn't, yeah. and. While I like hearing that Steve Kerr is there. Right. At some point Yeah, it's gonna hurt. At some point you're you have to make a, pl- a decision in the moment. Right. And you the can't moment. text Steve real yeah. quick and say like, Do you think he'll be back right? for the
0: finals? I don't I have no idea. Are you worried about him right now? Like seriously? Like how how concerned should we be about Steve Kerr?
2: I, I'm worried I I'm I'm not worried from like a life perspective. Okay. I'm worried from a like how long does this linger, and is the, at some point does he just say, I, "I'm going to go away from coaching for a while, Man. or I can't come back to coaching?" Is because it because of the
0: stress? Is it because of the time? Is no, it the nope.
1: standing on the sidelines, nope. I'm sure, and well, all the traveling and that? Right? There's it, No, it it's
2: it, it's literally the, sp- the 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 syn- I think it's synovial fluid. Yeah, the fluid in the, the spine, fluid, right. the spinal spinal right. fluid that leaked into a system, and it. Like the the repercussions of that, he's still now it may be incited by the stress and the travel and all that, right? But that's where the headaches come from and the fatigue and all of this stuff. And so he's just he's miserable a lot. And I, it's funny, the game starting in the playoffs, um, I was talking to a, a Warriors official and I said, How's Steve like, how's Steve doing? Right. And he said, You know what? It's hard for us to tell because he's not out of the woods and we don't know when he will be. Yeah. We don't know whether the symptoms have lessened or whether he's just gotten better at managing them. But it's not like it's gone. Yeah. Right. You know, because it's, it's, it's still there and it still comes back and he still has bouts of it. And that's I think. That's what's so perplexing with this is like if you have a broken ankle or you have anything else, you kind of have a timeline. You know, if you do the right things, eventually you'll get to a point where you're better. That's the big X factor here is that he doesn't know. I mean, because it's... No, nobody's had spinal fluid leak into their system for as long as he did.
1: It makes it for a more interesting storyline to see Mike Brown coach on the other team it's anyways. It's unbelievable. So that's kind of funny how it's all worked that way anyways. To I,
2: be coaching my, against LeBron is m- amazing. My big issue, and I, I, I haven't been around the team lately. I've been doing other things, and I'm really curious to find out. But Mike Brown's response to Greg Popovich savaging Zaza Pachulia, mm. I thought was... I don't want to say disgraceful. Not strong enough. Really disappointing. Yeah. Right. He acted like, ah, oh, it's just b-. look, he he decimated your player yeah, who in right. my mind did not deserve that kind of treatment, especially from a Greg Popovich that coached to Bruce Bowen. <laughs> you don't you don't you don't make comparisons to manslaughter. Right. I mm-hmm. mean, if that's dirty play, then our definition of what dirty play in the NBA has changed to the point where pretty much anything you do that the other guy doesn't like and he get he and maybe he gets hurt by it right. now that's a dirty play well, and the that, result is dirty the actual play right well listen sketchy, it was, it's sketchy, sketchy but exactly not dirty. Right.
1: and people forget he turned his ankle on his own player 3 yes. plays before that people are forgetting that was the second time he turned yes, his ankle yes. right and his and
2: first
0: LaMarcus, time was on the guy on the bench, on the bench. Yeah. and
2: lamarcus aldridge did a very similar thing Ooh. to kd and like the Deadman screen like and he turned his back and stepped back. Right. If I'm trying to get my foot underneath Ooh. his sprained ankle, I'm still facing him. I may try to shadow it by look this way right. after I do it, but I know where I'm putting my foot, so he lands on it. I broke my ankle like that when playing Did basketball.
1: You? Yeah, somebody put their foot on me. Uh, eighth grade, broke my ankle. <sighs> yeah, so I know. It. Do you think they changed that rule to where like they don't let the lead foot get too close anymore? Are they going to make that like a foul or a person like a technical? I've just heard people talk about it around the NBA that they think that'll be changed
2: this offseason just because of this incident. I uh, the, the difficulty is is now you, can it's can you still another it? subjective right. thing so that subjective. you're putting in the referee's hands. Right. They've got enough. All right, I, gotta, go. I got three quick
0: blanks for you before I want to start talking football. He's shooting uh,
2: blanks over here. Yeah.
0: Popovich being surly to the media is blank. Tired. I'm over it, too. Yeah. I used to really like it, and now I'm just... Answer the fucking question. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the real MVP this season is blank.
2: Ooh. Ooh. Are, we counting, are we counting playoffs? Are we counting like, the whole picture? I like, want to know who your
1: NBA... Wes wa- Westbrook was at the top of my ballot. All right, ballot. So, and then uh, who's your other one now? Who's your other one you're counting the playoffs with? Uh, John
2: say? Wall was fifth on my ballot. Right. Uh, everything that John Wall did with that team yeah. over the course of the year, and what he did in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I look. He's coming. He's coming. He and, so you and the had, fact that he did it off of two knee surgeries, coming off of two knee surgeries, yeah. was was. You really did Westbrook
0: impressive. one. Who'd you have two? Harden. Who was three? Kawhi. Kawhi. LeBron four. Yep. Uh, if LeBron wins a fourth championship, he's the blank best player of all time.
1: you still don't put him in front of like magic
2: doesn't it depend on how he wins it I mean if they win this
0: uh, I don't know all people fucking seem to care about his rings so
1: it doesn't change my opinion whether he wins it or not, but yeah. I just I want him to win just because I think it'll silence some of the other he, I, haters I, I, of the world that are out there. Like, I have no problem with your view on LeBron. It's yeah. not a haterish view. Yeah, yeah. But I hate the people who are just like, he doesn't win the big game or he's not good yeah, in the fourth quarter. Like I, Those are the that, bullshit comments I get sick I, of hearing. I, I, like, I think
2: that's why the conversation with LeBron and Michael or whoever or where he fits in the universe, the, the basketball universe, will never end because like i i so want to recognize what he's done yeah. what he's done is phenomenal yeah it's out it of this is world. phenomenal it right. is phenomenal but there are but there are, but i can't not acknowledge the flaws or the gaps that are still there too and i and i don't find it like i'm not hateful about it i, I don't want to be critical i'm more fascinated by it i'm a fascinated by a guy who can be that good and dominant in ways, right. and still be vulnerable in other ways. Yeah. It's like the,
1: it's a psychological evaluation. Yeah, just,
2: I've just never seen that. Yeah. I mean, like, Jay kid for whatever he was, he was a great white shark. Yeah. Like, there was a consistency there. There's an inconsistency that still exists with LeBron that yeah. just fascinates me to, to, to no end. So, to answer your question... Yes. Phrase it again so I know...
0: If LeBron wins a fourth championship, he's the blank best player of all time. One of. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, what a so freaking
1: cute. nerd over here. <laughs> What's really
0: funny is I went and I just went to see what our <laughs> m- most recent reviews were on iTunes, yeah. and the yeah. most recent review is... Warriors blew a 3-1 lead and nothing else. That's all it says Warriors blew a (laughs) 3-1 lead. This is episode 115. Do you have a 15?
1: I have. I mean, I have a lot of 15s, two of which that come to my head that are not my favorite 15s of all time. One would be Jeff Hostetler. Wow. Two would be Tim Tebow, both 15s that I would put very bottom on the list. Uh, Yep, sorry. The first Uh, one that came to my head was Brandon Marshall, and then because
0: Rick's here, I thought of Vince
2: Carter. Right. Oh, I forgot about Vince. B. Marsh did come to my head as well. Yeah. It's a 15 is an odd number when I think about it. Yeah. I almost feel like, from uh, a sports or jersey perspective, I would never pick it. You skip right past it. Right. Right, like I would definitely go
1: sixteen or seventeen as a quarterback. I was always like fifteen. Yeah. That is just ugly. There's no way I'm putting a one and a five on my jersey. Yeah.
0: Let me get to some of these iTunes comments because they're really good. Again, please subscribe, give us a five star review, and I'm telling you, if you leave a five star review with a question, I will give that preference over Twitter questions. Damn, blackmailing uh, the viewers. Uh, <laughs> hey man, we're we're, he- we're trying to spread the news. Did you take
1: a nap after you woke up at five forty five this morning for your? I did. Did you? Okay. Yeah. I
0: was just wondering. Do I look like a yeah. Need one,
1: uh, no, you look a little tired, but yeah. I, I just was wondering. Uh,
0: bad news burns five star can't get enough. His question after a fusing praise on us, love it. What is the most absurd yeah, purchase fussy. that an NFL player has ever made that you know of?
1: Oof, gosh. <laughs>
0: Because you were around those dudes in Tampa Bay where I'm sure you saw well, in Tam-
1: shit. Well, in Tampa Bay, the, the players... Gruden was cool enough to let the players, you know, run the asylum to a degree, right? Like, he he was going to let the players have a little leeway. He yeah. was, it wasn't like New England, where like Bill was the authoritarian. Yeah. So Gruden, uh, in, in our locker room, and Brooks was like a trusted veteran to where, like, Gruden would let guys like that kind of do whatever they want. Yeah. And so what happened is... Brooks had a few guys that would come in the locker room a few times a year and sell us jewelry like 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 literally like some City corner up 125th Street, right? They open a briefcase.
0: Not players. You're talking about random people would come into the locker room with jewelry and a briefcase. A
1: jewelry, like literally out of a movie where you're like, this sounds like some hood crap we're talking I about. Got DVDs, right? exactly, I got DVDs. exactly. jewelry. Exactly. But instead, there'd be like $300,000 watches in there and a $50,000 watch and a $5,000 pinky ring or whatever else.
2: I do remember guys in the 49ers locker room, but they, it would be a specific guy. Who would do custom jewelry?
1: Right, so this guy would do that too. Okay, <laughs> he would do the same kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Exactly, <gasps> come right.
2: in and you could do this, you could do that. Yeah. So uh, you want a football have, with your and initials have, the, on and it? Right. Briefcase. Right. right. Oh, man.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I saw guys like I saw guys buy like a few like hundred thousand dollar watches right in front of my face. I, you know, he was awesome because like. Oh, shit, it's Christmas Eve, and I didn't buy my fucking wife a present. <laughs> Good thing he's in the locker room. And you see, like, Gruden come in, too, like, hey, what do you got there? <laughs> <laughs> Let me write a check. I got to get my wife something. So that those were the funniest things. I think the most, like, obnoxious thing I ever saw, yeah. certainly saw, like, the Bentley cars, but it was at a rookie rookie dinner, right? The rookies had to take the vets out. Yep. And we had a center, John Wade, who bought. Oh, the, I him. Bought the fifteen thousand dollar bottle of Louis, XIII, right? Louis <laughs> yeah, the Thirteen, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah.
0: Expensive booze is some of the dumbest shit. you'll I you mean, the ever bottle
1: see. itself is like a ten thousand dollar bottle, but he put it on this rookie's tab that he had to pay fifteen thousand dollars extra just because of this drink.
2: Now, was this a brandy or was this a champagne? It was or Louis was it?
1: the Thirteenth, is what? Like a, I think it's a, I don't know, is it a brandy is or it champagne? No, I think it's I'll brandy. Look it up. I, I think, think it is a brandy. Is that what it I was, it was
2: thinking of? The the different. Seen to it's cognac. A cognac. Okay, you've okay. seen the Louis XIII yeah, 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 yeah. right. bottle.
0: That would awesome. be it. Uh, and then uh, this one is from ZS Cole 2012, one of the most entertaining, insightful podcasts there is. Thanks, bud. Uh, question. Do you see the Packers winning another Super Bowl before Rodgers has to retire? Will they never finish this puzzle again?
1: I don't think they'll ever finish the puzzle. I think realistically, <sighs> I think sucks. they're still... In the, well, I mean, there, there's one problem. The first problem is the New England Patriots, so... I mean, literally, I'm putting them in the driver's seat probably for the next two to three years.
0: More Would teams rather avoid Bill Belichick and Brady or LeBron? Like, that's what I always hear in the East is, we want to get good when LeBron and the Warriors are gone, and then the NFL, it's, well, we want, like, it's avoid Tom Brady and Bill Belichick.
1: I think the Brady-Belichick aura is scarier than LeBron at this point. I don't know how you feel about that. Just because of like some of the reasons Buke said. I mean... People are not scared of the LeBron killer instinct. I think like every time the Patriots in a big game, they're like, "Well, they're gonna find some fucking sure. way to win it." I and I think how. they've
2: only bi- they've only added to it. Yes, this, this last Super Bowl, right. Only just added to it. You no thought doubt. maybe, maybe, right. It was waning, or they right. didn't have enough, or whatever. And right. it's like, oh my god, here just, they, they come! They still, they still have it. Yeah, I for sure.
0: Um, uh, we have a lot of people asking about uh Survivor Boy uh that is josh he is in a big meeting right now. he had
1: a big meeting He couldn't do it he, i asked him actually on the way out i go anything from survivor you want me to say in the show and he goes oh 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 it's an b- amazing show this week and then he walked on the elevator
0: uh this is one that i'm excited to see your reaction from jmr luna on twitter uh what does sims know about esports
1: Ooh, absolutely nothing <laughs> what, uh, what I is know, your opinion are you on investing it? yet No, I I mean, I know a little through esports just because, like, we've done some stuff with it here at Bleacher Report. What is
0: your thought on competitive gaming as a father of two kids that watch people play video games online?
1: Like, I'm no I have no problem about competitive gaming, but I cannot get over the fact that like my little boy and little girl like to watch other people play video games online at times. I'm like, are you guys delusional? Like you're listening to this guy talk as he's playing like Minecraft and like doing that crap. I don't I don't understand that at all.
2: At one point Oh he (laughs) entered (laughs)
1: Boys. We were just talking about I just gave the Survivor update. We don't need you anymore. I just said, you said it was amazing. We <laughs> canceled you, that. It was, another, it was another incredible episode.
2: <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, um, yeah, the, the first thing he said, though, when he walked in was wait, wait a minute. What did you say? What, what did you, what say? you say? What did you say?
0: Because I'm he protects it with all his. I heart.
2: know, exactly. Exactly. How long has this been going on for?
0: What? This
1: podcast. Well, we're about getting close to an hour.
0: We're at 46.
1: We're, we wouldn't be having this show if it weren't for Buker. Yeah, He's we were, carrying we were just the squad right NBA. now. It yeah, was really We needed good. a third, so we got Kevin Durant to come on. Yes, you know? The- you know Steph and Clay were a little slow today, so we we signed KD.
0: Uh, another Twitter question for you, Carl Cervantes, fifteen. If Sims was a quarterback right now and had the choice of any running back and any receiver to play with, oh. you only get one. Oh. Who are your picks? Let me pull up the teams. Let me look
1: at the teams. Hold on. All right. I'm picking Odell Beckham Jr. as my wide receiver. Hands down. I mean that's that's
2: it's over Julio, over, over all anybody. those guys. I uh, am. Is that has that changed in the last year?
1: It really hasn't. Not in my eyes. I, I think Odell Beckham Jr. for for my money is Physically, I mean, Julio's really special, but I mean, Odell Beckham Jr. has a chance to be the greatest receiver of all time in my eyes. And I think his route running, his explosive ability, I still don't think there's a receiver in football faster than him, except for maybe a Tyree Kill. And to me, I always put in like um, the ability to scare people with the deep go route that ability alone cannot be quantified, right? Because it's always going to get you open for everything else. Everyone's always going to be scared of, oh, shit, he's going to run by me. So now the 10-yard out's open and the 15-yard yep. yep. comeback's open, even if you're not the greatest route runner, which he is still a really good route runner. Um, go ahead. What do you so want to say? So
2: where do you put Antonio Brown in that conversation? Because he is, doesn't have you, you that over the, the top. Yeah, you hit the but issue. This but, is, this but is where like, I take
1: a lot of flack. He's awesome and he's amazing, but yeah, like I, I he's borderline top five receiver in my eyes. Yeah. Like he's not AJ Green, Julio Jones, Odell Beckham Jr. He's not in that class of guy to me. Even Amari Cooper, when he's totally healthy. See, this is what surprises so. me.
2: You, uh, it surprises me in you saying that because I would think, like, being a Bengals fan, being from Cincinnati, yeah, like I've seen a lot of AJ Green, yeah, and there's an inconsistency there, right? So that. He when he's good, yeah. man, you don't have an answer for it. Right. When he's not, now I'm looking for something else. It's, and if you're the quarterback, yeah. I would think you would want, well, he doesn't always get me. The ultimate,
1: I get you, but he always gives me something. I think the, the biggest thing with him is it's it's more the philosophy that, of their team that you're frustrated with, okay. with AJ Green, like right? They really most of the day just line him up in one spot and go. Yeah. We're gonna let the it. Cover- you're gonna dictate the coverage, and if they put two safeties on you, then we're then just we're gonna going to go the, the other way. all game long. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. You get one on one, bombs away, yeah. and he's had any dog. But like the Pittsburgh's not like that. Pittsburgh's gonna go. No, we're getting Antonio the ball, right. and we're gonna move him around and put him in a stack and put him in a bunch. Right. And motion him across the formation, and he is going to be part of our formula for success always. That so sense. that's where it changes. It, it's so tough because the, he's still awesome. Then it, lost, then it becomes wrong. a
0: conversation with offensive coordinators. The offensive coordinators mm-hmm. like Kyle Shanahan who move Julio Jones around, yeah. and and you can't settle in. We we, we we underestimate how important that is to these guys. Yeah. But some of these offensive coordinators are like, you're my ex. Like the Giants. The fact that Odell Beckham was as successful as he was last year. Yeah, he
1: lines up in two and, spots. And they
0: never moved him around. They ran 11 personnel 93% of the time. One tight end, one running back. He was always there, but no one could guard him. Yeah. The fact that in that Packers game, they literally had two guys gunning they him. punt him coverage. As though it was a punt coverage. That as soon as he got off the line, they jammed him. He's the only one that gets that respect. Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown gets more one-on-one coverage than any wide than any star wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah. And, and to that star, Odell Beckham. But I'm
1: taking Ezekiel oh, Elliott and Odell really? Beckham. I am I'm taking over it.
0: Le'Veon Bell, over David Johnson. Yeah,
1: I, I put more value in just I want a pure runner, maybe than more than the most. Like I think Ezekiel Elliott can do some of the other stuff. He's certainly not as good in the past game as Bell and David Johnson, but For me, yeah, I I want more of the traditional running back for my offense.
0: Pretty sure you called Le'Veon Bell like the LeBron of the NFL last year. I mean,
1: listen, he's the man. Don't don't get me wrong. But if you just gave me, like, okay, I I think where I differentiate it is, if I had to give traditional handoffs 25 times a game to Le'Veon Bell or Ezekiel Elliott and they have the same offensive line, I think Ezekiel Elliott is going to do more. Le'Veon and Zeke
0: are the absolute opposite. Zeke is diving through a hole for three yards. Le'Veon's going to dance in the hole and then see where he can go.
2: But also – Isn't Ezekiel, isn't Ezekiel sort of the version of Odell in that? He gives you that. Top if I need speed. three yards, you get me that. But if you miss on the tackle, I could run now through he's, him, or now run he's gonna be, him or he's going to be gone. Exactly. Like, and I don't. So get me, that I put with game, and no.
1: Bell. like he's he doesn't Mike have go for that separation 40. speed. Might go for forty, yeah. but he's not going to go for like yeah. eighty down the sideline. Yeah. What we saw yeah. Ezekielia doing yeah. as the Pittsburgh Steelers on a yeah. screen pass.
0: You have nailed Sims to a T. He likes people that scores touchdowns and stops touchdowns. Well, I just don't think That's it's realistic
1: all the time to be able to ask a guy. You know, you can't always ask your team to execute ten plays, eighty drive. Like at some point you just need a guy to go fucking make the play. Not everybody's New England and they can execute like that
0: all the time. Odell Beckham did uh, what stars are able to do. He went to Adidas. They offered him a deal. Nike matched it, and now five-year, twenty-five million-dollar contract for Nike to be a signature shoe guy. Is that big for uh, NBA numbers? Like I know James Harden got well, like a two-hundred million-dollar Adidas. Yeah,
1: for the seventh guy on the bench in the
0: NBA. Yeah, like what's an NBA number?
2: It's changed. It's changed because what they've done is you have a couple guys who are making a load and then you but nobody's making everybody. anything else right. everybody else is just getting merchandise right, right. yeah so, so LeBron, like what are the Durant you have a Harden, you have a lillard you have a lebron Kyrie. you have uh kd i mean even Kyrie, i i'm not sure he's making a huge bank i don't think he's i don't, I don't think he's making five million either. a year i, I, I bet John he Law doesn't even have a right yeah so yeah, well, yeah that's why he fired dan fagan yeah. uh hmm. in part so it's uh, that he that's, did. Well, I mean, he
0: did have those shoes that were really ugly back in the day, with like the the wiggly bottoms or something like that. Like right when he oh, got out zig. of the, they were that was so, the Reebok. That was were, the Reebok. Was with shoe. Reebok. They were awful. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Clay Thompson has a shoe deal with that Asian company. Yeah, Anta, Anta. Yeah, um,
2: but, the, I had the. Uh, we were talking about shoes. I think before before we started, we yeah. were talking about shoes. I had the Latrell Sprewell Ooh. remember the zigzag the Converse zigzag yeah. I love the look of that shoe that was the worst shoe ever <laughs> That's that like was you look like back plastic <laughs> and cardboard oh it was it looked good it was the most uncomfortable shoe I've Five ever worn. Five years? T- I didn't know the numbers, so I'm glad. I, Five I, million I, a year. What know. does that, that mean like, to you? That's
1: huge in the NFL. And, and, huge.
2: But, but I don't understand. There's
1: nobody in football making that kind of money. Brady, Rodgers, nobody. Nobody making that here's, kind of money. Here's
2: my question. Are they just cleats? How, yeah. That, but, well, or are they going to make cross-trainer, too? How do you Ooh. But how, how do you make your money back I, I on get, that? Well, I there I'm not going to buy sentence. an Adel cleat. I mean, the market is pretty limited. And if he has a street shoe... Well,
0: Nike was making cross trainers for Kevin Hart. So they're more in the influencer base. There was one line in this that I thought was really interesting. Hmm. The deal will make Beckham a larger brand spokesman for Nike, including campaigns outside of football. So I think they're going to start like putting him with the LeBrons and all that stuff. But I don't but you're right, the money back, I guess it's the Odell Cross trainer. That's what it has to I be. I kind of
1: think they might be able to sell that a little just this day and age with all these field turf fields. Like yes. you don't need cleats all the time. Like yeah.
0: But also we I wonder this with Cam Newton. Under Armour has Cam Newton. Why does Cam Newton not have a shoe?
1: Yeah, what's his deal? Do we know that? Can you look that up? I I'd be interested he I would bet you he's got probably one of the biggest deals but, the other,
0: but, but the I, other, I don't think they use him nearly enough. No.
2: Look the other part of it is though it's not just a a wear a shoe that you wear to compete or to play a sport. It's can you wear it on the street? Can yeah. that's that's where you make like your these, money back. Like my
1: soldiers, I got. I, mean, I look so cool. I got more babes <laughs> and dudes looking at my shoes when I'm walking through New York City. They're like, damn, what are those shoes? And I'm like, Lebron soldiers. And then they always go, man, they must be
2: really expensive. And I go, no, they're like 110. And they're like, are you so, kidding me? So I was in New Orleans at the <laughs> NBA so home really, really quick home
0: really quick just as right information. These, which uh, are
2: uh, Janowski's, these Janowski skate shoes. And I've Steven got like Janowski's. about six, six pair of these now. And I had a dude on the street in New Orleans. Dude, the shoes. <laughs> uh, Cam
0: Newton currently makes $11 million from Gatorade, Microsoft, and Under Armour combined. So all of that. I didn't even know he had a deal with Microsoft. What, what about
1: he? Oikos? He kills it with those commercials. Oh yeah, Oikos. Yeah, that's right. Uh,
0: I'll tell you what. For people like I think the, that's an interesting generational divide. Is sneakers? Is sneakerhead culture is now a thing that like on the Bleacher Report app, which I think you should all get. There is now uh, a setting where it's the kicks. Where the reason I like it is, it tells you what new shoes are coming out that weekend. That's a culture that I was never a part of. That's a culture that Sims was definitely a part of. But for me, when I bought a pair of Jordan 4s and I went on the street and as soon as I walked out of my apartment, two young kids walked by and went, oh, shit, look at the fresh 4s. I was like, I'm going to go buy more shoes. (laughs) Like that, that feeling like I have bought new shirts. I've bought new pairs of jeans. I have new suits. Nothing gets complimented right. more than kicks. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Ever. I was I was walking it was like two A. M. and I was messed up and I was like, I'm gonna walk home and I had a pair of like leather grates and some kid fell off a skateboard and it rolled to me and I stopped and I kicked it back and he went, Sit grates, bro. And I was like, Man, I had a great night. This is awesome. <laughs> it's so funny how that it just changed it's like a dopamine rush.
2: But but fashion has also changed where you can wear uh Like athletic gear. Oh, athleisure. And and I I have to say this though, it's gotten. They still haven't found the athleisure shoe that you can wear with a suit. I'm sorry. I still I see Jordan guys Ford like with the white work. toe guard and a suit. I yeah. don't care what that shoe is. I don't care who makes it. It can be Gucci, whoever. Yeah. It doesn't look right. It Mr. Mr. Kraft always wears the right.
1: Air Force One. Like Mr. Kraft, uh, the yes. owner of the Patriots, when he would walk through the city. And, he, uh, I saw and him the blue ways. blazer?
2: And that's a bad look. I'm sorry. It <laughs> but, might be a signature shoe. You might be worth a lot of money. You might be an old guy. You might have a boat that that would look appropriate on, like for you know yachting or whatever. Right. The white pants and the blue blazer yeah. and those Sperry topsider looking like shoes. The bo- <laughs> it still is not a good look. Yeah.
0: So, Bucher used to just kill me because we were working together for one NBA summer league and I was rolling my pants up a lot. My
2: kids, <laughs> my family still remembers this. Good. They ask about. How's the guy with the rolled up pants? Right, And
0: I had long socks, too. I was uh, going through my, like, I want to be a California skater phase. I don't know what you were going for. And it was for, cool here was, in the
1: city there for a little bit. Like the was. whole roll up. Oh, my gosh. It's uh, the,
2: and this, you can appreciate this, Sims, is that. When Adam thinks he has it going on, it's like he's in a bubble of thinking that he has it going on. And everybody outside the bubble goes, dude, you do not have it going on. But he's exuding this, yes, I do. Yes, I do. And it stops about three feet from him and then, everything come back the other way is no you don't no you don't no you don't yeah he's got power do. through <laughs> he, does. To he does he just powers through it.
0: uh it two big rule changes for the NFL this week one being five minutes less in overtime down to ten minutes the other being we're finally not going to flag ce- uh, celebrations as much. I thought of you right away because we got an argument one time, Buker, where I was like, "Why do you not want celebrations?" That's exactly what I want, and he gave me the whole bullshit. I don't want my son. Well, I don't. Shaking his ass. I, I have an
1: issue with like the the pelvic thrust, right? I don't want to see Twerking. I don't want to see Antonio Brown pelvic thrust on, after a touchdown. I just don't. I don't really care about his cock and balls being <laughs> shoved into my face and HDTV. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so that's one I want flagged. I just don't care. If, I, you want, if they want to put girls out The big out thing, there, too, is they're,
0: they're talking about
1: allowing the ball to be a propaganda. I like that. That's cool. I'm down for that. Now, I don't. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm down for an end zone celebration. I just don't want too over choreographed. I don't want a cell phone in the fucking pad. Right. The you don't goal. want the teams. Right. I don't
2: okay, want I any A guy of that. pretends that the ball is like a bong. And does the and like, does like, damn, a, I'll make it. Le- a- and
0: he lifts up his shirt and says legalized pot. <laughs> that would be great. awesome. Uh, <laughs> I-, I will say this, though. I if they kept the punishment on wide receivers and the touchdown, I'm fine with that. I really am I just do not want anyone who gets a sack to get fine. Defensive linemen never get any love at all. They get a sack, and then they do like one dance move, and then their sack turns into a first down. It's so much more impactful than a touchdown where you change the kickoff. That doesn't change anything. Stop finding fat people. Where I think it can be really
1: that. fun too is group celebrations. Like that's where I think yeah. they're missing. You want to bring
0: out. back the, the the St. Louis Rams, whatever. The Bob and that's Reeves. where
1: see. That's where to me it's fun because the those, icky those are things that are actually thought about in the locker room yep. and it includes the team and yep. they and like literally the offensive lineman will be watching the receivers do it. Like oh no no that's funny. Do this do that. Yeah. Like that's when it becomes okay. That's cool and it unites a team.
2: Mm. So this is my question for you, and this is actually something that I'm I'm planning to do. For BR to write about, which is I, I want to go through kind of the the development of all the handshakes for a particular team. Ooh. And I'm always curious, like how much time goes into this? Right. And where are you guys practicing this? Like Cleveland LeBron like, has a handshake right? for every guy
1: in the team. Yes. A different one. How does he yeah, remember everyone. all of it?
2: And and I you know what? I can kind of see where you would remember it because as uh, talking to a couple guys, like it's personalized. Right. With each guy. Like it, it, there's some s- symbolic meaning in the And I guess what when the do. other
0: guy starts doing it, you'll be like, oh, that's right. It's this right, one. Right, right,
2: right. But still, like. Where are you practicing this <laughs> well, Is it in the hotel? Is it in the locker room? Is share, like-
0: share touchdown celebrations. How does an NFL team
2: that's do what that? I was, that's yeah. why I'm asking the well, question.
1: I, yeah, listen, I can't say that I had a whole lot of times where I ever heard anybody really discuss it a whole lot as far as touchdowns and okay. celebrations. More times in my era, I was a, the heart of the era of, well, just give the ball back to the ref. That's what the coaches would always mm. be saying. Like, oh, don't risk the penalty. So... That, uh, I can't say that I was ever around anything interesting to know. The one uh, interesting handshake thing I've always heard, and I don't even know if this is true, like the fist bump, Mm -hmm. right? You never Mm -hmm. hear what the fist bump came from? The fist bump came from.
0: Germaphobes? From. Exactly right. Yeah. Baseball,
1: especially, because guys would see, like, damn, he just had his hands down his pa- pants, scratching his balls, right. and now he wants to shake my or hands. Or you st- hear Vladimir Guerrero
0: made his hands strong by peeing on them. So I'm not handshaking. That's right. where it Black. started. That's where well, I always I f- heard that. I figured it was that right. and
1: the bicep bump. The bicep bump. Same kind same of thing. thing. I think yeah. they were just like, your hands are gross. Don't no. touch me with them.
0: Overtime going to 10 minutes. Big deal, little deal, no deal.
1: I think it's a good It's a good thing. One, for player safety. You're getting dangerous once you're going to five quarters of football. Two, it gets a a little played out, the 15 minutes all together. Uh, and honestly, listen, to me, the, they should have never changed the overtime rule. I don't like the way that it is now. I don't like the college overtime rule. You kick the ball off. The other team goes and scores and wins. They win, period. They yeah. should have never changed it. Uh, they made the game longer than it has to be with this whole new rule in my eyes. But I heard a statistic I like that uh,
0: teams that played in the overtime games that went like a full 15 minutes or whatever, like they actually came the They're like 2 and 11 I bet. in their next game. That's, that's
2: I, I just, brutal. A lot of people love the college rule. Yeah. And it's exciting. I, it feels too manufactured. I to agree. Me. I don't it like it either. It feels too artificial. Like, it's kind of fun to watch, but it feels like a totally separate game yes. from what you just played. Yes, yes. you know oh, We're, s- we're in this arbitrary, we're starting at this you're place. You're taking a
1: whole dynamic of the game away, yeah. like of how the game is defended and called offensively game plan way out wise between the 30s. Yeah. And you're just basically going, it's your red zone defense it, versus our
2: red zone offense. You know what it is? It's penalty kicks in soccer. It's like you don't have any of the development. We're just going to go, can you put the ball in the end zone? Can you put the ball in the net? Right. Which just feels wrong. It does.
0: Uh, The only other thing I wanted to talk about, um, I actually talked about this on this other podcast I do, Crossing Broadcast, because it happened today. A columnist for Philly.com listened to a very boring. How
2: how long are you guys going? We're going five more minutes. Uh,
1: I know. We never wrote,
0: Wrote an article talking about how, Doug Peterson and the Eagle staff was not happy that Carson Wentz went to quarterback gurus. And he wrote an article in which he took boring comments and completely took them to another level. And now I've watched this article on Pro Football Talk, CBS, ESPN. It has spread, and it is completely, completely fabricated. I mean, he went there and he took these comments. Let me, let me find one. Uh... Well, the biggest thing I've seen is leadership. He comes in ready to go. And then he goes, this is faint praise. They're not going to turn him into General Patton and all this stuff. And it just he created like a story. And it's its unbelievable to, to me in media that this thing can like still happen. Like I watched all the press conferences. Mm-hmm. All of this, like, they're, <laughs> excuse me, they're not happy with him. They're upset with him. Was It was, it was false. Like it was fake news, like to the utmost degree. But the only reason I bring it up is you have always talked about quarterback gurus and coaches. It's something that any time a quarterback has a down year, Blake Bortles, Jared Goff, I don't think Carson Wentz had a down year, but he went to go see him. Uh, Tom House, Tom Brady has gone to them. Drew Brees has gone to them. It's this new off-season thing. What is your take on House and the quarterback gurus? Just everyone out there. This article is such shit that I'm willing to like put everything against it. I just yeah. had to address that first. Yeah,
1: cool. I, I, you, you should because it does sound like shit. Um, quarterback gurus, are there a place for them to a degree? Yes. I think the majority of them really don't know what they're talking about. But, like, Tom House, uh, what's our other guy there that was, like, uh, what's his name? George Woodfield, sorry, I blanked it. Like, they certainly have some value. There's certainly some things they're going to teach the quarterback at the end of the day, whether it's to maintain or certain little mechanical issues. Uh, But the things I know about Tom House, he doesn't really teach anybody anything about how to throw. It's more about, like, how to warm up, how to keep your arm strong, the maintenance of it, keep it Mm. uh, from wearing out throughout a season. That's valuable. There's certainly value to that. But he's not going to actually teach, like – Teach you proper mechanics to throw the football. Mm. I mean, um, Blake Bortles wouldn't have thrown nine thousand ducks last year if that was possible. So, uh, to me, it's a really weird thing. I don't know how many shot doctors there are in the yeah. N- in the NBA, but in the NFL, no. it is such a limited amount of people that actually know anything about throwing the football. And if I could tell you some of the things that. Listen, I was one of those guys, just to pat myself on the back, I could really throw it, and everybody knew that. So I never had coaches go, well, why don't you try this? Because they would just go, damn, he can throw it 100 miles per hour and he can paint the corner, so I'm not going to mess with him. Mm-hmm. But the things I heard them say to other quarterbacks or even through what I hear my brother say at times and things, I just, got, we just we laugh sometimes, the Sims family in general, and just go, can you believe he taught him to do that or whatever it may
0: be? This is great. The shot doctor. I know Kawhi had one in Chip England. who's Yeah, Chip England's been there a long time. Yeah, he's
2: worked with a, with a number of guys. He actually he worked with me for a little bit because right. I was just curious in terms of what he did and I wanted to improve the distance on my shot. Right. Uh, this is what I know in because I, you know, full disclosure. So I grew up as a soccer player yeah. and I and I grew up playing basketball with kids much bigger and. Older than I was. And so I had, I started with, and nobody ever taught me the fundamentals of the game. right I started with more of a jokim Noah jump shot. Both of my thumbs were involved in my shot because wow. I was so small. Like a chest pass. The only way I could get it there just... was to get both of my thumbs mm. involved, right. the strength of it. And so I've spent my entire life refining my jump shot, like getting a shot. And I'm left handed too. And so Lefties always have kind of a goofy No doubt. I mean, goofy I'm lefty shot, too, right? so yeah. So well, the one thing that I've done with my kids is that they were going to have fundamentally sound jump shots. Right. Now, the reality is they're built physically. They're different. My, my daughter, from the time I put a, a ball in her hands, has had a beautiful jump shot. Right. And one that she can replicate over. And I say beautiful because it's like all the mechanics are there, and she can make the ball not only... Everything about it, exactly the same. It hits the net the same way. And she can do it like seven, eight, nine times in a row. And I watch it. It's like magical. She's now working with a high school coach who wants to refine that shot, which I think is smart. I think there's ways to do it. I talked to Kyle Corver about this as well on the right. podcast. Right. I said, how different is your shot from when you came into the league to where it is now? Uh, wh- is it a matter of trying to maintain where it was when you came in? Right. Or has it evolved? Mm. And he goes – most people would look at my shot and say, it's changed a little bit. Right. For me, it feels like a completely different shot. Huh. Part of it is because he said, you know, I've had physical injuries, I've had physical changes, and I've had to adjust my shot as a result of that. I feel like it's a better shot now right. as a result. My point in all of this being, and I would think that it applies with a quarterback or teaching a quarterback the throwing motion, Everybody because of how they 're physically built, their physical strengths and weaknesses, and ultimately what works for them yes that thinking that there's one size fits all or that we like to look and and you see the diagrams all the time on 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 games like look at the arc or look at yeah, the throwing right. motion right, and we try to p- apply it to everyone as if that determines whether the end result is good or not, right and ultimately it's like can you get the ball there when you need to right. get it there? That's and all that Can matters. you do it consistently, and can you do it in the different ways that you have to? Right. That's what should define it, as opposed to we take this blueprint, and we apply it, and we go, oh, you know what? You need to fix this, or you need to fix that. Right. I think there's sometimes there's also the paralysis no of... Doubt. Paralysis you've of analysis. Tink- you've you've just, tinkered with it so much. Right. the guy can't let now his natural it ability come out. Yeah, he's it doesn't thinking go where about, it's like, to go. Turn so my shoulder, th- and, all that shit, and then yeah. like, no, it's. At, I mean, I've done it with my kids. Like, we need to get to a place where you're not thinking about your shot. Well, whatever. The, 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 the it is. last thing I'll say about this subject,
1: like, I you always see like Gary Player, the famous golfer right he always used to say his famous thing was like i'm not taking a lesson from you unless you can come out in the course and beat me and then we'll have i'll listen to maybe what you gotta say right right?" and then what i think happens in the nba nba you have shock doctors who can actually shoot so there's something to be drawn from it yes too many times in the nfl we have offensive coordinators or quarterback coaches that never played quarterback and were never a good thrower so now Mm -hmm. they're trying to teach you like did tom house was a football player no he was a baseball baseball pitcher yeah
2: Baseball That's what I mean. Yeah, and, like, and
1: listen, I went through a thing, and I'm going to say it. Like when I was in New England, Brady, of course, I've said this a million times. He was struggling throwing the football at the time. He was the worst down the field thrower in the NFL. And I used to see him in the weight room doing little mechanical things that Tom House was teaching him. And I know that like people out there are going to go, "Oh, Sims, you're fucking crazy, whatever." And I used to literally sit there because he was still awesome, Brady. But I would literally go there like oh, my gosh, that is so wrong, what he's doing. Like, he doesn't realize that's really hurting him. But he's a big enough and gifted enough thrower to where he can overcome it. it. But it was the reason we couldn't complete a ball more than 20 yards down the field because the motion had led itself to being so... Westwell Grove in the middle for five. Well, it's so funny. For he six, worked six, with Tom like Brady. Almost.
0: He worked with Tom Brady during that time and he worked with Drew Brees. Drew Brees, right, exactly right.
1: I know. I know. It's yes. And then he
0: refined his throwing motion this year and all of a sudden it's changed. Chris so Hogan, 40
1: yards down the field.
0: Yeah. Uh Buger, I appreciate you, bro. Yeah, we
1: thanks for yeah. hanging out, Broski. Appreciate we it. We
0: needed this for Sims. He needed a dose of basketball. I did. Uh so I hope you guys enjoyed listening to that talk. It was great. Uh plug your stuff one more time. Everything that you do.
2: <laughs> We, no, we've like mil- already gone too long. Uh, uh, check out the podcast, BJ and Buker Cool. You can find it on bjandbuoker It's on Audio Boom. It's on iTunes. Uh, Kyle Corver was our latest guest. We could, we've had Damian Lillard. We've we got Scott Perry a job with the Sacramento Kings. Did you freestyle Kings. with Damian Lillard? uh i have because you uh, got bars apparently i should tell you yeah i don't want to go i don't want to go there again i we did not freestyle on it but i will say this next when we get in the
1: finals and we have you back on we'll have the opening music and you're going to freestyle that with you and left go
2: together wait what were you going to say though Uh, i was just going to say damien talking about why he's never first of all his evolution as a hip-hop artist and why he has stuck with Portland and never done what a lot of other guys go is we need this or we need that. Yeah, goes back to him in Oakland playing with his family against other families in Oakland. He goes, I wouldn't trade my cousin mm. for their cousin, right. right? And he said, so it, it came with look, you play with what you've got, yeah. and I believe that to, the the togetherness of that will will overcome whatever talent deficit that you may have we're well, we cool. gonna
0: find that out in the nba finals for sure guys thank you so much for subscribing as always share and let people know and if you leave us a five-star review with a comment or a question we'll be sure to read it it always helps out the podcast for sims peace out homies for buker later for fendrick Good night, everybody
2: there <laughs> it is uh, now we remember i love go we'll holler
0: at you guys